Hi, my name is Randy May, and welcome to Decoding the Man podcast. Here at Decoding the Man, we have real conversations with real men and people in their lives. Whether we're talking about relationships, family life, masculinity, vulnerability, or mental health, we're having deeper conversations in a safe space. So buckle up, get comfortable, get a coffee, and listen in whether you're driving or sitting on the couch today. Get inspired, reflect, and have real conversations in your own life. At Decoding the Man, we're all about having a little bit of fun and getting a little bit deeper. The views expressed by the individuals in this podcast are solely the opinions and experiences of the guests of Decoding the Man. Hi, my name is Randy May, and this is the Decoding the Man podcast, and we're here at Movember with a special guest today, and his name is Josh Starr, and he's going to be telling us a little bit about his experience uh, on his mental health and physical health well-being journey, and giving us some insight and letting us know why it's so important to connect with Movember. So I'd like to give him a warm welcome to Josh. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, not a problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, our, our whole idea of our, our conversations is to kind of talk about the real-life situations that happen in our day-to-day. But before we get there, I just want to kind of get a little feel about what inspired you to be connected to Movember. Yeah, so my connection with Movember uh, is quite personal for me. I, I got involved about seven years ago uh, because just over seven years ago, I was diagnosed and successfully treated for testicular cancer. Okay. And really, I'm searching after that that experience, I want to really make a difference for something that affected me so personally. And that's really how I started with Movember, starting off with the grassroots campaign and moving into more formal volunteering with the organization. Okay. So you've been with Movember for a while now. Yeah. I've been actively uh, volunteering and participating with the cause for seven years now. And it's been a great experience for me meeting a lot of people. And for me, sharing my story has been sort of the highlight for me, I think. Right. It sounds like you've been able to connect with a community. For sure. Yeah. The Movember community is quite great. Uh, lots of people that really want to speak up and be active for men's health. Uh, specifically, I think men are un- much less likely than women to speak about their health. So it's, it's quite important for this organization to exist and really push the causes around prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and mental health. Right. Um, and so you, you were part of Movember for the last six or seven years. Uh, you mentioned when you got your own diagnosis. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And what was that like to be 22 years old to get that diagnosis? Yeah. So uh, a bit of, of, I guess, background was, yeah, yeah, I was 22 at the time. It was July of 2013. So just over seven years ago. Right. Uh, and really being told that you have cancer to anyone, let alone when you're 22, 23 years old, is the scariest word you could hear. Right. Uh, at that age, I think, and what I really love talking about is, I know I felt invincible at, as a 22 or 23-year-old. You don't think anything could happen to you. You hear the word cancer. It's like, oh, that's something that happens to people that are 50 plus. Right. Uh, but obviously, getting cancer at that that age is quite scary. Right. Uh, and really, your support, my and my support system in, in that situation made a huge difference in really helping me through it. Right. Uh, physically, my doctors were great, and mentally, my support system was there really to get me through the whole way. Right. Tell me a little bit about your support system. Yeah. So uh, 
I'm very lucky that I have an amazing loving family. And I think the physical and mental health really tie into one another. Right. Uh, with my testicular cancer diagnosis, I had ex been experiencing pain for about a month. And even though for me that felt like a long time, I know people go years with experiencing pain without mentioning anyone, anything to anyone. Right. Luckily, I come from a family where open dialogue is quite important. Right. And as soon as I mentioned that pain to my parents, they were the ones telling me not to be an idiot and go to the doctor right away, which right. was perfect messaging. And I think that was the start of obviously this, this entire journey for me. And really that close family is important. Yeah. And then at the opposite end, when I was in recovery, having my family and friends coming over every day really helps you through sort of this tough mental journey of, of being a quote unquote cancer patient at the time. Uh, so really having that network around you uh, does a, makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, that connection between your mental health and your physical health is so important. Um, and how do you, do you remember what it was like to go through that, you know, you're going through physical change, but you're also going through a mental health change? Yeah, uh, it was, it was tough. I think that was after being diagnosed with cancer in July until around November when I started to sort of find this involvement with this organization was probably mentally the hardest part of my life. Uh, everyone around me was telling me I was incredibly lucky because I'd caught my cancer early, uh, which meant I didn't need radiation or chemotherapy and the likelihood of it spreading right. was much lower. But right. in my mind at that time, how can I be lucky if I'm the one that had cancer and no right. one else had cancer? So there's definitely a lot of thoughts going through my head at that point in time on right. sort of balancing me being this unlucky patient, but hearing that I am lucky. Uh, right. it, it, it's this weird sort of medium where you don't really know what to think. And really, yeah, that, that network helped me really get through it. Right. I think it's probably like people want to be optimistic and supportive, but the reality is you're going through your own experience. For sure. Yeah. Within your own body and your own mind. For sure. And, and, it, it's funny, and it, and it sounds cliche, that these types of experiences, a lot of people come out of them and saying there are some of the most meaningful moments in their life. Right. For me, like, my life is not defined, but I, I see it as myself before this testicular cancer experience and after, because right. after a while, you do really appreciate how lucky you are to have caught this cancer early, have that support system. And for me personally, it really made me more motivated to be involved in my community, uh, really uh, help out other people, speak up. So for me, there, it, it really has made a big difference. Right. And you tell, you mentioned something that's really important, and I think it's important for our listeners to really hear this experience of what was it like before and after for you? Yeah. So I think for me before, I was just one year out of university. Yeah didn't have a ton of direction at that time in my career or personal life. But really before, the key was I thought I was invincible. You don't think anything can happen to you negatively because I was fortunate enough to have a really great upbringing, right. have gone to university. My life had sort of gone as planned. Right. And then you hit this large hurdle in your life that is completely unexpected and many people can't relate to it. And you really have to dig deep emotionally to to really figure out what the next steps are and and 
sort of the after cancer moment for me, you sort of have two options. You have, you can get down on yourself because this experience happened to you. Right. Or you can go the opposite way, which is what I decided to do and, and speak about it, be open about it and really use that experience to, to show how valuable life is and how these things happen to people. And you have right. to really make the most of every day after that, which right. is what I try, I tried to do. No, that's beautiful. I mean, I'm so grateful for you to explain that um, there's an opportunity to have your experience, but there's opportunity to make a choice on how you want to live the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. You, I, I think for me, I, it's again, cliche, but I try and appreciate every day, every week now. And I know there's going to be ups and downs in, in life in general, mentally. Right. And you just have to know that whatever it is will pass on the highs and on the lows. You, whatever that event is will pass and you will get through it. Right. Thank you so much for mentioning that. The like these highs and lows, they all happen, but they're moments. Exactly. You know, and it's like what you're saying is that you can get, they will eventually pass. We don't always know how long they'll pass or they'll take to pass, but eventually those moments will pass. For sure. And I've been, I've had after the testicular cancer experience, I've had other more minor health issues, whether it be kidney stones. I was actually just had high calciums, which, which led me to the hospital for a couple of days. Right. And it, it's, it's just funny how I react to those experiences now. Obviously, they're still very stressful. Right. You want to be healthy. But the reaction that I have now to those experiences versus that first one right. is a lot more calm, cool, and collected where I can rationalize that I will get through this and that I'm in the best possible care. We have great healthcare in Canada and that I will get through this with my doctors and then afterwards with my friends and family. Okay. So there's a distinction between the kinds of supports that are available to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've spoken at a few Movember events in the past yeah. about how I think in Canada specifically, we're very fortunate that we do have this open healthcare system accessible to us. I, I don't have to stress about going to the doctor. I can just right. go if I have an issue. And that's when I do speak at Movember events, that's something I urge people, especially young people right. to, to do if they have any considerations. I'd rather people be a hypochondriac than not react to what they think is happening right. and then potentially be sorry later. Right. And you mentioned earlier, like, and I think it ties into going to the doctor when you think that you need to, you know, you had pain for a month, um, and kind of like, what would your message be to a young man that went through exactly is going through what you went through that that's currently going through it? Yeah. Well, if they're experiencing pain, if they're at that first step and they right. don't know what it is, I would say, speak to your closest network and eventually do go to the doctor that's something right. that they should do quite immediately even again as if it is nothing you'd rather be told by your doctor it's nothing than yeah then not go and it be something right and then i'd say as people are going through it i can't speak necessarily to people that are going through radiation and chemotherapy because i right. didn't have that experience right but i think it really is key to stay communicative with your entire network uh really try not to think about all the negatives that are happening and, and really surround yourself with the positives as hard as that may be. Right. And be in open communication with your healthcare professional, whoever that is, whether it be the physical healthcare professional and a doctor 
or a mental health care professional if, if you do so choose, uh, just to make sure that you are fully informed throughout that entire process. Right. Uh, and is there anything like that you would want? Is there anything you wish you knew along mm-hmm. the way? I, I think at the time, I, I, there's a few data points on testicular cancer specifically that right. my doctor was really good at informing me of throughout the process, which right. I wish I knew before, which is testicular cancer, obviously quite scary, but has one of the higher survival rates out of all cancers, which is a very good thing. And that raises exponentially if you catch it early. Right. So that would be one thing that I definitely would want to inform others on. And I would tell myself pre-testicular cancer, and I've repeated this a couple of times, that I'm not invincible. You're not invincible. Right. Uh, whether you feel you're invincible because you haven't had any health issues before, you, you should always live every day to its fullest, but understand that things do happen and you do have to deal with them. Right. I think this idea of being invincible, that's like, it's part of being young. <laughs> yeah, it is part of being young. And we, we, some, we somewhat see it now where a lot of young people do feel invincible uh, in this COVID-19 environment as well. And I think it's really important to make your health a priority for you because right. you, you don't have anything unless you're healthy. Right. Your health is like your wealth, right? Like that saying is that, you know, that's the new wealth that we have. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, don't take it for granted and don't think that negative health issues only happen to older people. Right, right. And opening us to the possibility that, you know, checking in um, and letting people know this is how you're feeling. Like, I think it's so amazing that you're able to tell people that you're experiencing pain, Yeah, you know, because a lot of people would kind of hide that. No, I, I think, as I mentioned, I think it's quite important to yeah. to speak about it. I'm I'm an open book when it comes to a lot of things in life. And I think that has helped me through this experience. But in my mind, testicular cancer, you're talking about uh, an area that you don't typically talk about with with anyone, but it really isn't something to be embarrassed about. It's something that has happened to you. It's a health issue that's happened. So there's, in my mind, at least, it can be difficult to start talking about it, but it's worth it. Absolutely. It's... You know, it's an important, it's a part of the body, you know, and it's, and sometimes it's like becomes taboo to talk about it, but exactly. And that, and that's one of the biggest difference as we see between men and women. Like, I think women are much more likely to open up about general health experiences. I know I'm generalizing here, but I think that that's something that in our culture, women are much more comfortable doing men. Again, they have this invincible, they feel invincible you want to be sort of the quote unquote manly man that doesn't right. have any issues that could take care of themselves. But there are definitely points in, in your life where you need other people to take care of you. Right. And I think what we're talking about, is like this idea of masculinity, Exactly. you know, and, um, the idea of being invincible is often tied to men's masculinity. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, th- I, I think that's definitely true. I just being involved with Movember for a while, I, the stat that has stood out to me on the mental health side is, three quarters of all suicides in Canada are, are men and not women, which is obviously quite disproportionate when the population is 50, 50. So, right. Uh, and I, I'm not a mental health professional by any means, but I would say I, if I was to guess one of the top reasons would be because men internalize everything so much that it can build up to a certain point. Right. Right. And it's this idea of, you know, 
keeping it all in and that I'm in control. I don't have to talk about it. I can manage this problem on my own. Right, exactly. But yeah. but again, it, it's not worth keeping it in if if it's such a heavy weight on you emotionally. Right. Uh, are there any key people in your life that, you know, that if you think, I'm sure there's lots of lovely people in your life, yeah. but is there anything or any uh, moment that re- that sticks out in your mind where someone reached out to you and it really made a difference on the, on a, on a day where you were having, you know, particularly rough day? Yeah. Like first and foremost, my parents and my brothers at the time were yeah. obviously my biggest support system as well as my friends and yeah. really getting through that. That was sort of a day by day without them there. I don't know how I would have gotten through that. Right. But I do remember that about a year after I had cancer, I was running probably my second November campaign and I decided to write up a bit of a blog about my experience Yeah. and someone that I hadn't spoken to for two or three years reached out to me and just said, Hey, I read this. It's very inspiring. I know some people going through similar, similar things in their life and decided to give me a decent sized donation, uh, during that someone that I don't really stay in touch wow. with. And that was quite meaningful for me. And as much as I message around the men's health and mental health, right. another key message I've taken away from it. And I've told many people in my life is if you ever are thinking of messaging someone, whether they're going through something, some health issue, a personal issue, un- an unfortunate death in their family, my mindset is always reach out. Right. It, they'll never be upset that you reached out to them. They might not want to respond. They might handle it in their own way, but there's never a downside to reaching out to someone. And it always feels good. I, I feel for that other party. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that connects to Movember conversations of the value of reaching out to other men yeah. and saying, Hey, I'm here. Exactly. You know? And, and I have had a few friends of friends of friends reach out to me just because their brothers had testicular cancer or right. other issues like that. And if, if I'm going to go through this experience, I may as well try and talk to people and try and try and help them because otherwise, why, why did I go through it? Right. That's so brave of you. And I appreciate you saying that and having the courage to um, use your experience as an opportunity to enlighten other men about the potential of their own experiences. Yeah. And I, I know I have a bit of a baby face. I, I look a bit <laughs> younger, uh, but I think it's been the most effective when young males see someone that looks their age. Right. And especially right when it happened for me a year or two after when I was still in my mid 20s. They see someone their age and they're like, oh, this this could happen to me. This this right. is something that c- can happen in my life and it might not turn out this well if, if I don't do something about it. Right. Showing like, I mean, you're showing a different face to cancer. Exactly. Right? Because the face that we often see is, is someone a bit more elderly uh, and that isn't the case for me whatsoever. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you sharing that so much. Um, one of the questions that I really wanted to ask was, um, if you could encourage young men to participate in Movember, what, what would you tell them? Yeah, I, I've been involved obviously for quite a few years and I think this is a perfect year to participate in Movember. Uh, we're obviously seeing fewer people. You're not or you're much less likely to be going into your office. A lot of my friends aren't going into their offices right now. And it's like, yeah. why not this year? Why, why not? You're, you're, you're really dedicating your face to something for a really great cause. 
obviously we know in 2020 uh, people's mental health obviously is potentially unstable with the macro environment Absolutely. around us why not why not start to raise money and and start to get involved with this organization i think there's tons of great organizations out there but th this one really has something tangible you could do like growing your mustache i, I know <laughs> i'm on a podcast so you can't really see me i grow the worst mustache out of anyone i know it's fine to to grow a terrible one that doesn't matter i've actually dyed it with just for men sometimes you, it, it really doesn't matter but i think it's just it's something to do that will really make a difference in a lot of people's lives both physically and mentally so just do it this year Oh, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of mustache you grow. Uh, exactly. It just matters that you join the cause and the mustache is a great conversation starter. Exactly. <laughs> and, and for me, as much as raising money is, is incredibly important and the money goes to tons of great causes uh, out there and, and medical and, and uh, mental health research, the awareness piece I find to be like so much greater even than the, the yeah. funds that you raise because you really are informing people about something that they aren't necessarily that aware of. Right. Um, and if you could tell young men about maybe two things or three things to look for to, you know, check in with themselves about their own body, what would it be? So I guess on the testicular cancer front, because that's what I've yeah. had experience with, is if you are experiencing prolonged pain in your groin region that right. would be sort of something that I experienced that sort of made it a bit obvious right they also should check for lumps in the sh in the shower specifically is, is a lot easier to check for lumps every month every couple months uh just to make sure that everything is good 99.9% .9 of the time everything will be good but it's two seconds of your time to check right and I think it, as importantly is just regular checkups with your doctor one having a family doctor and then yeah. regular checkups with that doctor as much as you might feel fine externally you don't always know what's going on within your own body that i've had uh, as i mentioned other health issues that i wasn't even aware of that are happening within your body so it is worth it to go to your doctor every year every two years just to get those regular checkups yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that and encouraging young men to really look at their bodies in a different way and kind of remove this mask of invisibility. Yeah, for sure. It, it, again, we're in a very fortunate situation here and there's no harm in doing it outside of maybe an hour of your time, but everyone has an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now. <laughs> Especially now. Exactly. <laughs> Even even now, if it's talking to your doctor on the phone through a, a non-physical appointment, right. th that's something that's worthwhile. And then obviously on the mental health side is if you are experiencing any mental health issues, always speak out to your peer group, your family, your friends, and then if, if you need to, to uh, mental health professionals. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, and I have one last question okay, for you. Shoot. Uh, and it's why do you mow? Why do I mow? Uh, I, I think the reason I mow and have mowed for a while now is to really show young men specifically that as much as they feel invincible, they're not invincible. And it's important to really speak about our health and reduce that stigma around men's health specifically. So if I've changed one person's life in my seven years, 
that would be the reason I mow, and I hope to continue to do that as I continue to participate with Movember. Well, thank you so much. And I know you'll continue to change people's lives because you're so passionate and brave and courageous to be able to have an experience and recognize that it's an opportunity to share and uplift other people with it. So thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, I'm happy to speak about it all the time and it's important to talk about it. Thank you so much for coming here today. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Decoding the Man. If you have any questions, suggestions, or a topic that stood out to you or you're seeking support, please email us at decodingtheman at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at decodingtheman. We'd like to thank Carissa McLeod, our social media and audio producer, Brian Sudama, our executive producer, and our theme song, Darling, is brought to you by David Porges.